This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. This episode that you're about to hear today is a really cool one because I gave a keynote for a bunch of our coaches. Our expectation is that if you do choose to get into coaching, that your coach have knowledge of the areas that you need help most. That also means the one thing. So I was asked to come and give a quick keynote to the coaches on just some of the biggest lessons we have learned working with people and the questions that they can be asking their clients to help them boost their productivity. You're going to get to hear that keynote today. The reason this is a cool episode is because there was someone in the audience who means a lot to me. If you've followed the podcast since the beginning, you know my story. It begins with that Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When my income got slashed by 40% and my bank account almost hits zero, I'm looking up realizing that I need to surround myself with new people, people who are where I want to be. One of the first mentors that I ended up getting was a guy named Gene McNaughton. While you may not know Gene's name, you certainly know the companies he has been a part of. He was a part of Gateway Computers when he scaled it from nothing to $11 billion. He was the executive vice president of sales for Tony Robbins. Tony coached Gene directly on how to speak like a professional. Gene shared the stage with Tony all around the world. He worked with Chet Holmes and the ultimate sales machine. The guy has worked with, he worked with Zig Ziglar. He's worked with the titans of the personal development industry. And Gene has been mentoring and coaching me for the last four years, specifically when it comes to speaking. For this keynote that you're about to hear today, Gene was in the audience. After I got off stage, Gene and I walked outside and he gave me feedback on how I can improve. I recorded that. That's going to be at the end of the episode. So you're going to get a one-two punch today. You're going to get the training that we deliver to the coaches on how they can help their clients better act in order of priority and live the one thing. And then you are going to get to hear Gene's feedback to me on how to become a better influencer and persuader. If you get value from this and you would like to have us come and speak in your organization, go to the one thing.com. That's with the number one in the URL. If you click on the about tab, there is a speaker request submission form and you can fill that out there and we can explore if it is a fit. With that, let's get into the episode. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. I want to open by sharing a story 
one of my first experiences with Gary Keller and Jay Papazan that made me feel like this. It was during our monthly state of the company meeting. I was asked to present my GPS, my vision for our business. I handed Gary and Jay each a piece of paper, and it looked like this. Three priorities. Priority number one, priority number two, and priority number three. We started talking about priority number one. Gary and Jay asked a lot of questions. I answered them. I said, we good? They go, yeah. We get into number two. I start talking about number two, and pretty quickly, Gary starts asking more questions about number one. I didn't think anything of it. I just answered the question. I said, we good? He goes, yeah. I finish up number two and start talking about number three. Gary starts asking more questions about number one. At this point, about a month, two months into the job, I'm feeling like I'm the only one in the room who does not know what's going on. However, I answer the questions. I say, we good? He goes, yes. I start talking about number three for no more than 10 seconds before Gary stops me a final time. He says, do you need to do number three in order to do number two? I said, no. He said, do you need to do number two in order to do number one? I said, no. He said, do a favor. Uh, put a line between number one and number two, or even better, rip the page in half. Don't even think about number two and number three until you've earned the right to by mastering number one. That's why this is what sits on his desk every single day in his office. Until my number one priority is done, everything else is a distraction. I got from Tony DeSello. What is the one thing you are currently not doing that if you started doing immediately would make a major impact on how your clients invest their time? As a coach on your calls, what is the one thing you are currently not doing that if you started doing immediately would make a major impact on how your clients invest their time? Our hope here today is to give you some questions you can take home and use with your clients on the 411 and with the one thing. Specifically, questions to ask for the 411. Do your goals illuminate the journey or are they highlighting the destination? Are you treating this like a to-do list or a must-do list? Are your priorities in order of priority? And does your calendar reflect your priorities? We're going to get into each and every one of these. So and I see the phones. I've got to get it real quick. Don't worry. You'll get your time. On the one thing, are you treating everything like it matters equally? If you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? How will you handle the chaos that is about to hit? Let's begin with the first one. Do your goals illuminate the journey or are they highlighting the destination? Over the last six months, we've worked with over 1,000 people, specifically teaching them how to turn the 411 into a habit. As a result, they've ended up taking back, on average, 24 to 32 hours a month that they were wasting on 80% work that they now control and channel into their 20% work. It's called living your one thing. The number one challenge we see when people write their goals down is they basically write it as a result. I want to earn X. I want to close Y. The challenge is when they wake up and show up in their market centers every single day, they still have to ask the question, what should I be doing right now? As coaches, 
how can you help them self-discover if they are just focusing on the end result? And what would it take to convert that goal into an action? Highlighting the journey, such by going on, would allow them to arrive at the destination. Next, we see this all the time. People treat the 411 like a to-do list. They just park everything on it. We ask, when I look at the things that are on your week, is this a to-do list or is this a must-do list? Are these the handful of big rocks that you absolutely must do? Draw a line in the sand and say, no matter what happens, I will accomplish these things because they make everything else easier or unnecessary. This is a picture of my 411. How many things do you see on there for the month? How many things do you see on there for the week? Trust me, I got a list of stuff. Guess where it goes? To my executive assistant. It's called leverage. Do your clients have clarity on the things that absolutely matter in their business and in their personal life? Are these things in order of priority? Think back to the Gary story. Don't even think about number two and number three until you've earned the right to by mastering number one. If we look at their 411 and we look at the month and you were to ask them, if I forced you to literally erase number two and number two through number four, all you could do was number one, would it still be an awesome month? If the answer is no and they have something else, are their priorities in order of priority? Are there priorities in order of priority? Okay. When we look at the week, if they were only to do number one, would they be able to look at you or talk to you on the next call and say, you know what? I did it. It was a great week because I got that one thing done. Do your clients have this level of clarity on their priorities? Next, we see people get their 411 done. They may even be a high achiever by printing it out. Then they stick it in their bag and they do nothing with it. What's the next step? Does their calendar reflect their priorities? Once they take the time, they invest their most valuable resource, their time to get clarity on what their priorities are, do they open their calendar and ensure that it reflects it? What we have found is for whatever reason, I don't know what grade this was taught, that your calendar is a document that was etched in stone, carried down from a mountain by Charlton Heston and said, thou shalt follow. (laughs) Your calendar is a living, breathing document and who controls it? You. For whatever reason, we have subconsciously given that control up. I have to attend that meeting. I need to be in my email. I have to return those calls. Let me just get all that other stuff done that's not as important so I can then have time to do my most important thing. They may not say that. However, that's how they vote with their actions. How can you as a coach help them make sure that their calendar actually reflects their priorities? This is where we get into the idea of the one thing. The first is, Are your clients treating everything like it matters equally? What's the one thing for the average agent? What is the one thing they can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary? 
Lead gen. Why is it that if an agent is in their time block to lead generate and they hear the email ding, they go, ooh, email. Now it's a great time to respond to everybody else's priorities. Does email matter equally to lead generation? No. Would their actions demonstrate that belief? No. no. We treat everything like it matters equally. How can you as a coach help them self-discover what their actions say about their beliefs? If you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? We all believe that big is a great thing, right? You want to build a big business so that you can live a big life and make a big impact. If I say yes every single time somebody comes up to me and says, hey, do you got a minute? And let's be real, does it ever take just a minute? No. If I say yes every single time I get a text message or my phone rings and I stop doing my most important work and focus there, what am I saying no to? What income opportunity am I leaving behind? What opportunities am I leaving, taking off the table for my children? How can you help them connect those two dots that they need to put themselves and their family first and they can say yes to everyone else in the time that remains? When they start saying no to all these distractions, ultimately chaos comes. Do you think when you start saying, nope, not going to be at that meeting, nope, not checking my email right now, nope, not answering that customer call or returning that voicemail right now, do you think the world stops spinning and waits for you? Mm-mm. How will they handle the chaos? How will they mentally endure that moment when they feel like the world is closing in on them? They just, it feels like there's loose ends everywhere just piling up and all they want to do is come up for air and just handle all the 80% work. How will you help them develop the habit of still staying in their bunker and acting in order of priority? Let's be clear. You are not saying, no, don't check email. No, don't attend meetings. No, don't return client calls. How can you help them discover that it's okay to say yes for one hour? And then if you want to sit on the beach and text message people and look on Facebook the rest of the day, be my guest. Think big and start by going really small. What is that amount of time that they can control? So let's recap. The four questions around the 411. Do your goals illuminate the journey or are they highlighting the destination? Are you treating this like a to-do list or like a must-do list? Are your priorities in order of priority? Does your calendar reflect your priorities? Are you treating everything like it matters equally? If you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? And what's the cost of that? How will you handle the chaos that is about to hit? Now, we love and honor the fact that you are here investing in yourself. And what do we love even more? when you back it with action. It's about implementation. So here, well, before we get there, I'm going to ask you that question one more time now that we've gone through some resources. 
What's the one thing you are currently not doing that if you started doing immediately would make a major impact on how your clients invest their time? Write the answer down. If there was one single thing that you took away from this 20 minutes, you went back and took this to your clients, what would that one thing be? Let's have three people share. Tony. Are your priorities in order of priority? Second? Something that came to me when you were talking about you know, the time and how they're spending it and the 411. And what came to me is a question you know, a bank statement tracks your money. What's your calendar statement? Because when you talk to people about is this in, on your calendar, yes, let's go back over your calendar statement of the past week. Where did you spend your hours? I mm-hmm. think that's a useful conversation to have. Great idea. And last one. Going to Tony's point, if they've got a number of priorities, get them to text me when they finish the first priority and create some urgency around the first one to get momentum going. What would happen if they did that every week for the next 52 weeks? And there was the one thing, massive momentum would build. Yeah. How long would it take for that to become a habit? Just 66 six, six days, according to the average. Yeah. So about 10 weeks. Thank you. Thank you. As you listen to this keynote, how would you answer the question that I pose to our coaches? What's the one thing you're not currently doing that if you started doing immediately would make a massive impact in terms of how you invest your time? You heard us cover seven very specific things in this episode. If you had to narrow your focus just down to one, for now, just one of all seven, if you could only choose one to start taking action on, which would it be? What would that look like? What's that first step for you? How can you begin to take action today? When we come back, you are going to get to hear the conversation I had with my mentor and my coach, Gene McNaughton, who has been guiding me on how to public speak for over a year now. That'll be when we come back. We know that many people who listen to this show are business owners and many people aspire to own a business. There's one question that always comes up. Should I get an MBA? Does it still have value? This episode is sponsored by the Acton School of Business. I sat down with the founder of Acton, Jeff Sanifer, a nine-time serial entrepreneur himself, and asked him point blank, should people be getting an MBA these days? I don't think these days really many people should go to traditional MBA programs. I would still make a case. I'm still very fond of the Harvard Business School. Uh, The Harvard name, the Socratic method, I I think that's still worth it. Jeff himself got his MBA at Harvard, and the thing that he loved most about it was the Socratic method. They taught him how to think. That's something that he brought to Acton. So I asked him, why should everyone who wants to be a great entrepreneur come to Acton? Acton is really about 10 years worth of lessons in less than a year. Uh, so it's a way of experiencing the school of hard knocks for real, except you don't have real money on the line. You don't have your career on the line. It feels like you do. So we're a way to accelerate experience for people that are really going to do something amazing in the world. 
If you'd like to learn 10 years worth of business and life lessons in 10 months and have entrepreneurs who have created over $5 billion in value be your guide, go to actonmba.org slash one. That's A-C-T-O-N-M-B-A.org slash O-N-E. Welcome back to Refresh Your Memory. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. As a leader, as a business owner, one of the greatest opportunities you have is the ability to influence and persuade the people around you. The opportunity to expand their mind in terms of what is possible. This all happens through communication. It happens through your ability to speak in a way that moves them. When I recognize this opportunity, I ask the question, if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, who are the people who are where I want to be in terms of speaking, and how can I get into relationship with them? Gene was the answer for me. Tony Robbins himself trained Gene directly on how to become a professional speaker. Gene has then taken me under his wing and has trained me in everything that he knows. So as soon as I walked off the stage, I looked at Gene and said, brother, let's go outside. I want feedback. I want to know how I can get better. Here's our conversation. Your stage presence strong. Your speaking skills strong. There wasn't one bad word in 24 minutes that you spoke. Very impressive. Areas of focus. I like to start off with some level of immediate engagement. Who here has, how many of you have ever, and that could lead into your story, mm-hmm. without saying, I'd like to tell you a story. So when mm. people say that, I'm like, don't say I'd like to tell you a story. Set them up, then tell a story. Who here has ever been in an important meeting and the rug gets completely pulled out from under your feet? I'm making that up. Yeah. And then like everybody's, so you get alignment with the audience. Say, so I'm in a meeting with Gary and, he, and Jay, and they were laying X, Y, Z. So now... They're, they're emotionally engaged in the story without you having to say you're doing a story. Yeah, good. That was killer. Then, in the end, I wanted to encourage you to think about what can start to become kind of the, the Jeff Woods ending. I actually had it, and I didn't do it. Which is, what is it? It was the, the monotony of success. It was another Gary story of Gary looked out in the room and said, most people don't succeed because they're unwilling to endure the monotony of success. Success is not doing the new shiny object, the latest trend, downloading the latest app. It's, it's getting clear on the few priorities if you did over and over and over and over again would unleash extraordinary results in your life. Doing the 411. Yeah, what not, is the 411? It's, it's a form that we have that helps people get really clear on what are their big rocks for the year and oh, what do you wow. need to do this month to be on track for the year, what do you need to do this week to be on track for the month. So it really breaks down your goal into actions now. And you revise it every week. It can be an accountability tool. It's super powerful if it's actually used. And it's underused by most people. I would love to have you take me through that. Yeah. So I would have told that story to close it out because it would have just driven home the fact that you can start taking action on this. It's going to be fun at first. And then it's going to get boring. And then the world's going to try to distract you. What's your plan for dealing with the monotony of I like that. And start thinking of people remember the one-liners. Right. And I've heard that over and over again. It, nobody's ever said, I remember you telling the story about blind. I mean, somebody has said that, but people, when they come back to see me, like that, you said this. Right. 
Um, you can use others. Like I, I like you get rewarded in public for the things you practice the most in private. But yeah. I'm not going to say I made that up. Right. I can say this is something I learned from Tony, but I live by every day. And right. then give my own little segue of that. Right. But start thinking of your two or three strong endings that leave people like, that was killer. But people remember those one-liners. Okay. You, you can get some good one-liners out of the hopes and dreams talks. Yep. The, I, I don't even remember where I heard the, you'll be sent to where you sound like you should. But like to me, I'm like, that is badass. Well, there's some quotes from the book that are just so good. Like people don't decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. Or if doing the most important thing is the most important thing, then why do anything else? <laughs> little. That's the stuff people remember. What was the second to last one you said? If the second to last one or the, the last one? The second to last one. People don't. People don't decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. If the purpose of a goal is to, it's how to be appropriate in the moment, what are the habits you need to acquire right now to carry you to your goals? I also remember the, the we were working on that webinar and you, you did the domino yeah. effect. Yeah. What is that? It's from the book. So the idea is when you do one thing, the right thing, it can topple over many things. Instead of with your clients trying to do all the stuff, how do you get clear on what that lead domino is and just get them to knock that down every single day so that it ends up unleashing a domino effect in their life. Mm, that's killer. Yeah, you want to you have that, that you know, last phrase that sits up there yeah. that when you see people grabbing their cameras and taking pictures of. And at first, and it's still that way for me, um, I'm using some of the best things that I've heard from others, and you always give credit when you hear it from others. Yes. But I'm on I'm on that quest of like what's what's the gene like like some of the gene is uh, you know people will judge you more by the level and quality of questions you ask than they will about your products and services or your product and service knowledge. That's a geneism. But the the more of those that you remember, yeah, and and always cite the source. Yep. And then if not, then you, like Tony Robbins, live with passion. Zig Ziglar, I'll see you at the top. So Wayne I'm almost, Dyer. So what I'm hearing is, number one, have several good closing stories so that I always have them. And then number two is have good one-liners that I can also imagine having infographics made for so that the slide is really engaging mm-hmm. so that people take pictures of it. Well, what percent of information is taken in through the eye? 85. Exactly. That was infographic, data, yep. no minutia on the slides. Everybody remembers that. I remember that from Chet. Yep. Is there any science to back that up? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point where I had that slide up and then I turned the projector off and I said, feel the energy change in the room? Yeah. People will remember that stuff. Yes. Cool. That's it, man. Anything you else? were great. You were fantastic, strong, and it just it's a journey. Keep getting Sometimes I feel like when I get it, like when I really get into it, I get intense and I, and I want it not to sound like I'm being condescending or like too aggressive, but more like I mean, I'm trying to remember, did it ever come off that way? No. Here's one other piece of feedback. There is, it, it's, it's in NLP, it's just called you framing. Yeah. And try to get as many as you use. Have you ever, and maybe this isn't you, but it might be all those other people out there. So what did I say? I, 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 I. Really? Yeah. Listen to your first 10 minutes. Wow. I was here and I was there and I was with, and it's okay. You're going to have those moments, Yeah. but you can set that up. I said, how many of you have ever experienced who here wants to, who here has ever had, have you ever noticed that? So the more of the word time you get the word you in there. So how the is it, it is. if you're telling a story, like I'm telling a story about my experience with Gary, do you still use, you know, and then I asked, yes. Or would you then say, and then imagine you asked, you started talking about blah, 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 blah. How would you have handled that? Okay. What would you have done? Because at first, 
my ego, like when I told the story about when you give me feedback, right. at first my ego started going, wait a minute, I just taught the class. Everybody starts laughing. Then I realized, wait a minute, I'm on this journey too. Yeah. And I had a big breakthrough. Um, that was great feedback from you, by the way. And it was a great setup to the story that we gave. But the, the more that there's a, people initially will see you and saying, okay, so what? And, and you want them to go into Me Too. So we were having a discussion about Me Too last night. Me Too is a good thing. So there's a point where you have a superior. Right. This is what Tony taught me. Where you're like, look, if you want A, then you've got to do one, two, three, four, and five. There's a point where you're inferior. I remember struggling with this. And you really describe the struggle. Because people connect with you more in the struggle. Right. And they look up to you when you go from the struggle to incremental 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 now i'm here but i want to get there yeah so inferior superior inferior when you use the word we one of the what we tend to do is putting yourself on level playing field level playing field so you want to you want to intermingle those things in what else what else so yeah listen to the first 10 minutes i just i contact across the room excellent work the stage good wasn't a lot of pacing I'm trying to think of what notes I wrote down. Arm lock or always going down the no, set? No, you did good on the arm lock. There was not one um. There was not one drug on sentence. It was a it was a pro talk. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Feel proud. Awesome, man. Feel good. Thank you. Well, there you have it. My conversation with my friend, my mentor, my coach, Gene McNaughton. Here's our question for you. Who do you have in your life? who is helping you expand your mind and achieve things that are beyond what you even believe to be possible? Who are those people who have already succeeded at a level that you hope to one day accomplish? Do you have those people in your life? If you would like to have us there with you, helping you achieve extraordinary results, you have two options in terms of implementation. The first is the Living Your One Thing membership. Go to theonething.com slash membership. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash membership. For a buck a day, we teach you how to take back 24 to 32 hours a month of your time. What could you do with 24 to 32 hours more a month that you control? and invest in your most important priorities. That is what Living Your One Thing does. The doors are currently open. They will only be open for another two weeks and then it will be a wait list. So if you listen to this later and you go to the onething.com slash membership and you see a wait list page, please put your name on there so we can reach out to you in the future for our next open enrollment. And the highest form of accountability, the highest form of implementation that we can offer is to have a coach. Jay has a coach. Gary has a coach. I have a coach. If you want to achieve extraordinary results in your life, this is the highest form of accountability. Behind the scenes, we are working on putting together a One Thing coaching program. If you would like to be on the list, when that comes out, email us at mastery at the one thing.com. That's mastery at the one with the number one thing.com. Put coach in the subject line and let us know you'd be interested and we'll reach out over the next few months as we get things rolling. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If it has added value to you, please share it with somebody. If you would have interest in us coming and speaking at your company, go to theonething.com, click on the About tab page, and you can fill out a speaker submission form there. We hope this has brought value. We love you. We care about you. Get into action. Go get it, people. And we will talk to you in the next episode.